you know, Girl Scouts was a big thing too, where, you know, I was the only homeschooled kid in my Girl Scout troop and that would come up a lot. And it's like, okay, well, are you really doing sixth grade math? That is something that I have entirely internalized my whole life. Just like, okay, no, I am normal. I am at, I'm, I've developed at a rate that is normal for people my age and I have the right education, even though I didn't get there in the traditional way. Mackenzie Smith is 21 years old. Homeschooled in Los Angeles, California her entire life, Mackenzie's mom was her and her two younger sisters full-time teacher while also creating and running two successful businesses. Mackenzie started community college at the age of 17 and recently earned two associate's degrees from Santa Monica College, one in theater and one in film. She is the co-founder of theater company Invisible Girl Creative and is prepping to transfer to a four-year university next fall. In this episode, we discuss transitioning from homeschooler to college student, what it's like to be the youngest person in the room, and that innate human desire to feel normal. This is Homeschoolers, all grown up. A quick note about this episode, at about 15 minutes in, the Zoom audio cuts out and is replaced with Mackenzie's backup voice memo recording, so you might notice a shift in quality. I'm wondering if you could just take a few minutes to describe your childhood for me, like I'm a stranger who has no idea what homeschooling or unschooling or anything outside of mainstream education is. So yeah, I was homeschooled from kindergarten through high school. My parents decided that they didn't like the public school that was literally like three doors down from our house. And so they were like, okay, well, we'll homeschool her for a year. And if it doesn't work, that's fine. And then they never looked back. And so, yeah, I was homeschooled. My sisters are both still homeschooled. We joined a uh, charter school. It's like a a non brick and mortar charter school um, where they facilitate your education. And then I did that until ninth grade. So basically they just made sure I was fulfilling state requirements and I had things on transcripts in case I did want to go to school. And, you know, I did park days and co-ops and to take classes and I was homeschooled with friends and where we all did things together and um, my mom started a a homeschool resource center where kids could take classes and um, fulfill those requirements in a traditional classroom setting but a very a la carte approach to education where you didn't have to be there all day and you could take the classes you wanted to take and then bounce or however you wanted to do it. And so, yeah, that's a pretty general overview of what homeschooling looked like for me. But yeah, it's so different for like everyone you ask. Do you think that your family structure looked different from other people's because one of your parents was obviously making the deliberate choice to stay home? Yeah, you know, I think it's interesting because I never like from a kid's perspective, you don't really look at it as like, you don't necessarily see the things that they're sacrificing to be able to do that stuff. And also at the time, it didn't really feel like my mom was making a ton of sacrifices because for most of my childhood, she was a business owner. But because I was homeschooled, she could take me with her places and I could be doing math in the corner while she was on the computer working. So I think that was also, that kind of dynamic was interesting. I just constantly being with my mom, like while my dad was at work, always being in the car with my mom, going to the grocery store, running errands in the office while she was working. Um, Yeah, I would just like most, (laughs) I guess, yeah, like thinking about it, 
my entire childhood, I was like not separated from my mom except for like dance classes. So I think that actually, now that I think about it, that's not a normal dynamic. There would be days where I would wake up, I'd be like, I don't know, six, and be like, cool, what are we doing today? And my mom would be like, we're doing laundry and you're doing a science experiment. Do you think that bothered her? I don't know. If you ask her, absolutely not. But I'm sure it did. I mean, I could have, I was definitely a little shit. And you know, I think too, me and Skylar, my sister, being so close in age, um, we were both little at the same time. That was a lot to put up with. Me being like five and Skylar being two, like, you know, not getting along and like, you know, like she doesn't get that break that most parents got. So you mentioned that your mom was a business owner. Can you talk a bit more about Red Chair and your experience specifically with Red Chair? When I was six, my mom and three of her friends opened a dance school. And yeah, a lot of my childhood was having to go to meetings with her with them while all their kids were at school, sitting in the office, hanging out while she was at work for hours upon end. I I have more memories of not doing homework while I was there or not having school (laughs) while I was there and just wandering the hallways and just sitting in the dance room and blasting music and just like messing around. That was a lot of it for me. And you know, the kind of interesting thing about Red Chair, because I danced there, was up until that point, a lot of my socialization had been through homeschooling and park days. I really was only friends with homeschoolers except for these people at dance and in theater. And suddenly I was like, oh, what I'm doing is actually kind of weird. That was what gave me that realization that, oh, homeschooling isn't the norm and not a lot of people do this. And, you know, it was the kid, that was like the first time I had the question, like, oh my God, you're homeschooled. Do you get to just like (laughs) sit around in your pajamas all day? Like, do you just go to (laughs) Disneyland all the time? And it's like, yeah, but no, you know, (laughs) like, so the, the social aspect of it was definitely funky, but I'm glad that I did it because it, it opened my world up. When you had, like, that, like, light bulb moment where you were like, oh, what I am doing is weird, was it, like, a negative or was it a positive? Was it, like, oh, I'm, I have these opportunities or was it, like, oh, I'm weird now in a bad way? I went back and forth on that pretty Mm -hmm. much my entire homeschooling experience. Um, The light bulb was, at that age, it was kind of like, oh, this is what everyone else is doing. This is what I should be doing. I want to go to school. And I think it was just on a personal note, just from like this deep need to be liked and like seen as normal. There were things that were said that I don't necessarily remember, just feelings I remember having. Ways people would like treat me when they found out I was homeschooled. There was like, oh, I I don't want, I don't like this. Like I, I would just rather go to school and be normal. But yeah, and then I would, I would go back and forth. I think kind of once I was outside of that situation and I was back to being amongst the homeschoolers it was like oh no this is great like why would I want to go to school this is like best case scenario but yeah it was definitely I I never really settled on how I felt about it pretty much the entire time I was homeschooled were the mainstream school kids like conveying an accurate portrait of what school was to you and you were like I want that or was it were they selling it I'm sure there was a lot of selling going on and you know I didn't get to do the things like the scholastic book fair and like but also like you know 
I'm going to Disneyland tomorrow at like 10 a.m. while you're in a math class. You know, it, it just, it, it was very much a duality thing. You mentioned this already, that your mom sort of pivoted to founding the Homeschool Resource Center. Can you talk a bit more about that? Yeah, so I was 13, I think. We had been doing uh, WISH leading up to that point, which was more of a co-op where the parents taught, but it was a volunteer-based thing. It wasn't really like, it wasn't like accredited teachers. It wasn't like necessarily fulfilling state requirements. It was more filling a social need, at least for me. And so my mom and a couple friends got to talking, saying like, hey, this is kind of like what we want. Why don't we just do it? Because we can't find it anywhere else. And so, yeah, so they started Urban Homeschoolers, which is called a homeschool resource center where kids can go and take classes and fill those state requirements and, and get things that they can put on their transcripts. So, like, they hired accredited teachers for everything um, for, like, middle school and high school. But then for the younger kids, you know, you've got, like, the Waldorf teachers, you've got the kind of more homeschooly aspects of it. But again, it's very, like, a la carte education. You don't have to be there all day. You, if you need one class, you can go for one class. If you need all of it, you can be there all day. It's really, like, up to you and what your what the family wants. The high school and the more schooly education part of it didn't really come into fruition until after I left. Once when I was there, it was still really small. Mm -hmm. But now it's like for my younger sister, what she has is a very much a, a kind of well-rounded education. You know, she's got a chemistry teacher. She's got a different math teacher. She's got an English teacher, a Spanish teacher. Like, it, it's just like, it's, it's, it's more in line with what I would have imagined school to be. What kind of classes did you take? Okay, so <laughs> there, there was a biology class, but it wasn't really a biology class. So like the f second week we dissected a strawberry. Don't, didn't really learn anything from that because we weren't allowed to, there's so many vegans, we weren't allowed to dissect anything that would have been alive otherwise. And then I, I had a Spanish class towards the end. I took a class on religion that was taught by a Buddhist and a Christian, which was really interesting, actually. They would get into it a lot. And then uh, there was like a life skills class that I took. And that, I honestly think, was the thing I got the most out of. Again, it's one of those things. It's like, I'm glad I did it. I made a lot of friends doing it. But yeah, it's just, it's not the norm. It's very different. What age were you when you decided to pursue community college? I know that we really started talking about it when I was about 15. It's interesting because I don't even really remember the conversations about it. I think I was just so in my own world as a 15 year old girl that like, I don't, I don't remember the conversations at all, but just suddenly it was like, okay, I'm doing community college. And I think also it was kind of a given just because a lot of my friends were taking that route. My mom's friends, kids were taking that route. It felt just kind of a natural progression, particularly because it's not throwing me to the wolves, so to speak, from being homeschooled to <laughs> then going to a major university. I think it just kind of always was just a given that that would, was what I would do, but I think the conversation really started when I was about 15, because I think that's when one of my friends first started going and that like became an option. And what was that like for you transitioning from homeschooling to community college? It was not great. Uh, I really <laughs> floundered um, for the first year. It was, um, I think I, because, and then also, you know, I was, by this point I was 17. Um, I was starting to deal with a lot of like 
anxiety and depression stuff. Um, and it was just kind of like a really bad time. Just a lot of things were happening all at once. And so my first semester, I was still technically a high school student. I was 16. Um, and I did all my fun classes. I did theater and music. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't have one academic class that whole semester. The next semester, I was basically on my own. I was in purely academic classes, very much me going from zero to 60. And I didn't really understand that, you know, like I'd never been graded before, really. Like I'd kind of had grades, but it was all me going at my own pace. I never had a structured rigorous grading period like it, it like that just like I didn't know how to play the game and so I was like it was solid C's and D's for like a year the thing about so I went to Pasadena City College first and the thing about that was at the time I knew a lot of people who had been there for a while were still there after I left and it just kind of felt like a black hole that I was getting sucked into and that wasn't really what I wanted I wanted to move on and I wanted to go to a four-year college and so eventually what happened was I decided to make the switch from a theater major to a film major and there wasn't really a film program at PCC at the time to speak of so my mom and I sat down and we were like okay Santa Monica College has a really good program why don't we make the switch there and just see how it goes so I took one class there one semester and just immediately there was a shift and I think just the energy there was so much better and I think I was able to look at it as being a blank slate but it took that jump like moving from PCC to SMC. I know you said that you felt like you didn't know how to play the sort of game that comes with college. Did you feel like when you were interacting with students did you feel like you were at a huge disadvantage compared to them? I did, yeah. Because I saw that, you know, it was people who were used to deadlines <laughs> in a way that I wasn't and had grown up sitting at a desk for an hour and a half in a room with fluorescent lights. <laughs> um, and, you know, I never had to do that. I, I don't know if I necessarily was at a disadvantage, but I definitely felt like I was. I felt like if I had gone to school, maybe things might have been different if I had at least known what was coming that things might have been different. Could it have just been that you were a 17 year old taking college level classes? I think the, the thing is that I don't always remember is I was 17. The youngest person in the room pretty much every time. And that had its own stresses. And you know, once I got to SMC, I was, yeah, I was 18. Um, I wasn't the youngest person in the room anymore. So that definitely made a difference when you're sort of looking at your college career and your professional career so far, can you sort of identify ways in which being homeschooled was an asset or put you at an advantage? Yeah, when you're homeschooled, um, you know, and you don't necessarily have the structure of a regular school or academic calendar, you do kind of have to take the initiative and you do have to be self-directed and you have to find the things that you want to learn about and that you find interesting. It's it's going at your own pace and being okay with going at your own pace and not having to, and not comparing yourself to the people around you because when you're homeschooled, there isn't really anyone to compare yourself to necessarily. You're kind of just doing it yourself. Yeah, and so I think in that ways, I've homeschooling allowed me to see the world in a different way, I think, in terms of that. Um, it allowed me to not be uh, 
dependent on what other people are doing and it allowed me to figure out who I am at a young age. Um, I feel like I've had a pretty good sense of self for a very long time in a way that, you know, you hear about like most people figuring out who they are in college. Well, I was figuring out who I was at like 12 years old. So 